welcome to the Spring Podcast. I'm Pastor Laura Blevins, inviting you to enjoy this week's message from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. Thank you for coming to the waters for uplifting music, rejuvenation, and inspiration. Thank you for coming to the spring. Good morning. Welcome to the spring. My name is Addie, and I am one of the musicians here with the ACP. Thanks so much for spending part of your weekend with us. Before we get started this morning, we want to direct your attention to the attendance card located in your bulletin. Just fill out as much information as you're comfortable sharing. Um, this is one of the best ways that you can get connected here and helps us know who is with us today. Um, you can drop that in the offering plate when it passes later in the service. With all that being said, please stand and worship with us this morning. Fall away, only your perfect love for me 
king of my heart. Be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from. Oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide, the ransom for my life. Oh, he is my song. You are good, good, oh, 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 let the king When the night is holding 
hard to me. God is holding on. When the night is holding on to me, God is holding There's a table that you've prepared for me in the presence of my enemies. It's your body and your blood you shed for me. This is how I fight my battles. There's a table
so much for bringing us together to this day. We thank you, Lord, for fighting our battles. And whatever it is that we're bringing with us today, whatever hurt or anger or anxiety or worry, whatever it is, Lord, we lay it down at your feet, for you are the one that fights our battles. In your loving name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Scripture today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. Now the tax collectors and the sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them? Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, as you have poured out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here, Lord, we ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. So today we are continuing in our sermon series, The Best Summer Ever, and I have something I need to tell you. I might step on your toes today because I'm going to talk about something that you need to hear. In fact, I am positive that there is at least one person in this church that needs to hear the message that I have to preach today. So tuck your feet under the pews. Know that I'm not specifically talking to you, but if you feel that movement of the Holy Spirit, then good, because God um, brought us together this day for a reason. So what I'm talking to you today is about forgiveness. Now, I don't want to talk about forgiving other people, because that's going to be in a different sermon. What I want to talk about today is forgiving ourselves. You see what I mean? Tuck your feet under the pews. 
Because a lot of times we would rather hold on to things um, that we've done bad, that we have said, that, um, that, that we, whatever it is, and sort of beat ourselves up over it rather than forgiving ourselves the way that God has forgiven us. And so today we're going to talk about that and see what that means in our lives. Are you ready to go on that journey with me? Yes? Okay. So I want you to turn with me um, to Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. And I want to start, oh, I've got Elmo up here. That's from Noah. Um, I want to go to Philippians uh, chapter 3, verse 13. Now, um, this is really important what Paul is saying here. If I can find something else. Do I have another one of those problems? Is it just me? You know the problem is, too, that Jeremy's up here, and he knows exactly how to get to Philippians, don't you, honey? Your cell phone? Okay, pull your cell phones out. It's actually on my cell phone. I'm going to do that today. So Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. So this is what Paul is saying. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. And so I want to talk about that as we um, think about forgiving ourselves for the things that have happened in our lives and asking God for that forgiveness. One of the things that Paul says, and he's telling you, like, I'm not saying that I do it myself all the time, but one of the things I'm trying to do is forgetting all the stuff that I did before and trying to strive for what is to come. So what is forgiveness? Well, I'm going to tell you what it's not, first of all, okay? Forgiving yourself is not acting like you didn't do anything wrong. That is not forgiving yourself. Acting like you didn't do anything wrong is really not forgiveness. It's pretending. And you know who's really good at pretending like they didn't do anything wrong? My kids. Anybody else's children? In fact, uh, Noah Wesley, whenever he has done something wrong and we get on him about it, he immediately changes the subject. And he's just like his mom. Right? So forgiving yourself is not acting like you've done anything wrong. Okay? Forgiving yourself is not getting away with sin. You don't have to continue to punish yourself and, and punish the sin that you have in your life um, because you're worried that you're going to get away with it. Okay? Forgiving yourself is not getting away with sin. Sometimes I don't want to forgive others because I think it means that I'm letting them get away with something. Maybe you've been there. You don't want to forgive somebody who's really done wrong to you because you don't want them to get away with it, right? We turn that on ourselves. We don't want to forgive ourselves because that sin was so bad and we really have to just um, dwell in it and, and, and mull around in it. I know that I deserve a punishment, so I need to make sure that I remember it over and over and over. And maybe you know what I'm talking about. Are you one of those people? Forgiveness doesn't mean overlooking or forgetting or ignoring. It simply means dealing with sin in love, recognizing that you're imperfect, but God's love covers that. Forgiving yourself does not mean, and I got to tell you, politicians are really 
bad at this, okay? We're really good at this. Forgiveness does not mean shifting blame, you see what I mean? Or avoiding the responsibility of what you've done. Aren't politicians good at that? Yeah? Absolutely. I don't care what politician you're thinking of. Yep. Shifting blame and avoiding responsibility. You know, that's one of the things as a leader that we learn very quickly. And, and if you're a leader in, in your um, company or something that you do in your life, maybe it's a committee, maybe it's whatever. When something bad happens, one of the first lessons that I learned was I got to own it, right? Even if it's not my fault, the buck stops with me. I'm the pastor. So something bad happens, who's everyone going to blame? So I better be ready to take the, uh, take the responsibility. So forgiving yourself does not mean that you're going to throw somebody else under the bus and say, well, it's not my fault. It's their fault, right? It's not my responsibility. It's their responsibility. Again, you know who else is really good at this? Kids. Politicians and kids, right? Forgiving yourself does not mean that you're avoiding the consequences. Okay? Even when we forgive ourselves, we may still have to suffer consequences for our sins. Say, um, a person who's an alcoholic will have to deal with what they've done to their liver, right? consequences of our own sin. Maybe we've done something bad and we ended up in jail. Just because we forgive ourselves doesn't automatically mean that we get out of jail, right? So that's what forgiveness is not. Now let me tell you what forgiveness is. So this, again, put your toes under your shoes and do not feel like I'm stepping on them today. It's the Holy Spirit. Forgiveness is owning your sins, owning the things that you've done wrong, owning the things that you know are sins, and saying, I have done this, and I am sorry. Now, I want you to turn with me to Psalm 51, because I want you to read this, too. This is David owning his sin, right? So Psalm 51, I'm going to read just some portions of it, so pull up the whole chapter if you can. Mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my inequity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judge, judgment. And I'm going to skip down to verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me, restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. This is David getting with his sin, owning it, recognizing that he 
has done something, not just against other people or this world, but he has done something against God. You see, because that is what sin is. It's an act against God. And recognizing and saying, you're the only one that matters here. God created me a clean heart. Help me to be better. Forgive me. Blot out my transgressions. I don't deserve it, God, but help me, God. So when you own your own sins, that's part of forgiving yourself. But what about accepting God's grace? Now, Methodists, we like to talk about grace a lot. That's one of our things. It's one of the things that make us who we are. We believe that God's grace covers us um, from the time that we are born until the time that we die. But accepting God's grace, the grace that through Jesus Christ, there is forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, there is forgiveness. He said before, forgiveness is dealing with sins in love. And you can only forgive yourself when you accept that God loves you and has forgiven you through the power of Jesus Christ. Forgiving yourself is also not defining yourself by your worst moment. Okay? You're not the criminal. Forgiving yourself is not defining yourself by your worst moments. Paul was not a persecutor, a blasphemer, and an insolent opponent. Those are things that he had to Stop thinking of yourself in that way. You know, oftentimes we'll, we'll hear people say, oh, well, he's just a bad kid or she's just a bad person, right? And they sort of own that as who they are. You are not your sins. You are not the worst things that you have done. You are not the worst things you have done. You are not the worst things you have done. to accept the overflowing grace of God who knows the worst about you and loves you not despite those things he just loves you because it's you because he created you and you need to forgive yourself you are not the worst things that you have done also, when you say, well, I've done these wrong things over here, but I'm doing all these right things to make up for it. Okay? Yep. Go ahead and own that. That doesn't work either. You've got to recognize whatever sin that it is and recognize that there's no way that you can get out of it. It's Jesus Christ who gets you out of it. Does that make sense? You don't get out of it. You don't have the power. You don't have the capability. You are not able to say sorry enough or do enough good deeds for Jesus Christ to do this for you. Jesus Christ does this for you because he loves you. Because of the grace of God. You don't earn his favor. 
by doing good things. Now, he wants you to do good things. That's part of what you do as a Christian. You do the right thing because it is the right thing, right? That's what we do. We try to help people because that's what God calls us to do. We try to share that message of love and joy and grace that God gives us because it overflows from us, from the love that we have of God. But the sin that we have, we can't get out of it ourselves. The sin that we have comes from the bad things that we have done. And the only one that can forgive us for that is Jesus Christ through the power of the cross. That's why Jesus came. That's why he was here. Forgiving yourself means also that you set yourself free to be forgiven. You're not going to do that thing on your own. True repentance uh, means to turn away. Now, here's the one that really needs to be here today. True forgiveness from God means that you have to stop punishing yourself. Punishing yourself for the things that you did wrong. And I'm going to tell you, this is one of the things that I counsel people more on than anything else. to punish myself because of that horrible thing that I did over there. When you really forgive yourself through God's forgiveness, you have to stop punishing yourself. Because here's the thing. Do you believe in God's forgiveness? Yeah? When God forgives you, does he keep a list of things that you've done wrong? so that he gets to remind you of it over and over and over again? Yes or no? No. Yes or no? No. God doesn't keep a list of things that you've done wrong to tell you what a terrible person, what a terrible human being you are. When you have asked for forgiveness, that is slate is wiped clean. So when you continue to punish yourself after you've asked for forgiveness from God, do you know what you're saying? That your punishment is worth more than God's punishment. Can you believe that? When you continue to punish yourself for things that you've done before, you're saying that your punishment is more valuable than God's. But is God punishing you? No, when you ask for forgiveness, you repent. When you repent and you turn away from that sin and you don't do it anymore, you don't need to continue to just beat yourself up over it. And also, here's the other thing. This is the part that's hard. Especially when you have sinned against somebody else who refuses to forgive you, right? When you have sinned against someone who refuses 
to forgive you and they won't let it go, but you've asked for forgiveness and they won't give it to you, and you've asked for God for forgiveness and he does give it to you, how do you deal with that situation? You have to move on. If someone else won't forgive you, that's not on you. That's on them. You have to forgive yourself. If you're truly going to accept that forgiveness of God, you have to live that out in your life. And everyone else, they let everyone else deal with what they feel about what you've done. You know if you're right with God. And you know if you have gone to that person in pride ask for forgiveness, and if they refuse to give it to you, that says more about them than it does about you. Right? Maya Angelou says this quote, and actually Joyce Bloom says it all the time. Joyce isn't here this morning, um, so you'll have to tell her I quoted her. Okay? So Joyce Green uh, quotes Maya Angelou all the time. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Right? If someone is refusing to forgive you, if somebody is refusing to forgive you when you have asked. Don't keep going back. That says more about them than it does about you, right? And then finally, I give you permission. God gives you permission to love yourself despite the sins that you're battling. some slides here that some memes to kind of make it a little bit lighter as we as we end this but the first one is from a, a good Disney movie that you all know um, it sounds like you need to let it go right whatever sins and seriously if I have to hear that song one more time I'm gonna let it go I'll show you the clip here forgiving yourself is as important as forgiving others. Guilt is toxic. You live in your mistakes over and over. Love yourself. Forgive yourself. Take a shot at that with your partner. See how he's doing this morning. Forgiving yourself is as important as forgiving others. Guilt is toxic. Reliving your mistakes over and over. Love yourself. Forgive yourself. begins by embracing the truth that your heavenly father has forgiven you. God loves you. God forgives you. When you come to him and repent, you are forgiven. And there's no list anywhere for God's sins. That's on you. And it's hard. It's hard to forgive ourselves when we've done things. It's hard to let it go. We feel like we should punish ourselves because our sin seems so bad, but that's not what God is asking for. He's asking us to do it differently. And that's what I would ask for you to do today, friends. If you want to have the best summer ever, what would it look like if you actually forgave yourself? Now, I know, and I truly feel that there is somebody here today that needs it, that needs to hear this, that needs to write this on their hearts. Um, when we get up and we have communion today, we have the opportunity to kneel at the altar and to pray, and I'm going to ask you to let it go.
and leave it to let God take it from there. Can we pray with you? Good and gracious God, we thank you so much for all that you have given us this day. Help us to accept your forgiveness. Help us to know that you are the one who offers the grace and the love when we truly repent, when we turn away from that sin, Lord. Help us, help us to forgive ourselves. In your loving name we pray. your heart was tired, feared the worst and felt the fire, lay it all down, lay it all down, filled with all those anxious thoughts, and your doubts became your God. Feet of Jesus. 
I want you to go forth from this place, be free of the sin that you've been carrying around. Go forth and have a blessed week and have the peace and the love of Jesus Christ in your heart. Thank you for coming today. God bless you all. Thank you.